Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Oregon's craft brewing industry just suffered one of its worst years in decades. A drop in sales and rising costs led 30 breweries to close in 2023. Others have contracted or are seriously struggling. We're going to hear more about the state of the industry right now from two Portland brewers. Sonia Marie Lycom is the co-owner of Lycom Brewing and the vice president of the Oregon Brewers Guild. Mike DeKalb is the owner of the Laurelwood Brewing Company, which recently closed its last retail location. It's great to have both of you on the show. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Sonia, first, can you just give us a sense for the numbers? I mean, how big a decline are we looking at in terms of the craft brewing industry broadly in Oregon? Yeah, well, Oregon is home to nearly 400 breweries and brew pubs, and um, we are definitely seeing a decline. The biggest thing for us is um, draft beer sales are nearly 30% down on a national level, and we're definitely seeing that here in Oregon those draft beer sales are what really sustain the tap rooms and breweries. Draft beer sales nationwide. And, and so, but, but that drop is more or less mirrored in the craft industry in Portland? In Oregon in general, yes, it's definitely mirrored. We're seeing very similar trends um, here in Oregon, despite, you know, Oregon beer being such an important part of our culture and, and we take so much pride in it. Are you, I'm not, not sure if it's possible to dig into the numbers with this level of detail, but are people drinking, the, the, this, is there the same drop in, say, Pabst or Miller Lite on draft as there is for craft beer? You know, it, that's an interesting question. We are seeing um, national trends towards canned cocktails, seltzers and more non-alcoholic beer options. So depending on who's producing the beer, um, you may see a change in those draft sales. Um, But definitely at the craft level, we are seeing that decline. Hmm. Mike, I want to go back a few decades um, because you've seen some things in this industry. What was the craft beer scene like in Oregon when you started? Oh, it was uh, definitely on the rise. Um, you know, we opened our first pub in 2002, and it was the it was the new thing. You know, um, people love pubs, people love going out. Uh, Laurelwood specifically, we tried to be family and kid friendly, and people were just hungry for that. They were looking for an outlet for something other than mass produced uh, yellow fizzy water. <laughs> Um, how many ups and downs did you weather over those years? And I, I, it, my memory of that time economically was that, I mean, that, that was, you started in a kind of national down. It was the, the you know, post 9-11, um, a, a lot of, of economic anxiety before the Great Recession. But what did you see just in the business in terms of overall ups and downs? Uh, yeah, I mean, we did start right after, uh, well, we started right before 9-11 and then, yeah, post 9-11. Um, you know, we were able to expand during that time and there was still, you know, the, the economy was different back then. People's habits were different, you know, 
Sonia Marie was talking about uh, draft sales. People wanted to go out. They wanted to get out of the house and go frequent tap rooms. Um, but, uh, you know, things have changed over the last few years with technology and and competing uh, competing beverages. Hmm. How big was your operation at its peak? Operation in terms of whether it's sort of barrels produced or retail venues or restaurants or tap rooms that, that you were operating? Probably 2011, 2012. We had... Uh, you know, three on the street locations. Um, one of them was a Laurelwood Pizza Company. Uh, we had three locations at the Moda Center and two locations at the Portland International Airport, plus our distribution business, which, you know, was uh, Oregon, Washington, into Southern California and Idaho. Hmm. And then in various ways came closures or contractions. What was the pandemic like for Laurelwood? I think uh, our slowdown started a little bit before the pandemic. Um, again, people's habits changed. Uh, Netflix, um, you know, all the streaming services, DoorDash, Uber Eats, people could order things in. They could go to the store and pick up a, a six pack. And the tap room, you know, the our, our pub businesses just slowed down right before the pandemic. And then of course the pandemic hit, um, you know, with all the different uh, open openings and closures, people didn't know, you know, when they could go out, when they couldn't go out. Uh, if they did go out, they wanted to be safe. Um, you know, we had outdoor dining, uh, even in the middle of winter, we had people up on our upper deck, you know, uh, in tents with heaters. Uh, so there was still a segment that wanted to go out um, but then, you know, the, the pandemic came to a close and people's habits have been ingrained over two years of, again, ordering, uh, you know, online services, grocery stores, those sort of things. And uh, when the when they, when we opened up again, we had an initial rush, but then they went back to their old habits, hmm. old new habits, I guess, as you're, as you're old saying, new habits. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sonia Marie, how would you describe the niche that you have been going for? The, the, the piece of the craft beer market that you've wanted to stake for your own at, 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 um, at Lycum Brewing? Yeah, I mean, at Lycum, we really consider ourselves to be a neighborhood community hub. We have worked really hard to be uh, family friendly, to be open to have folks come visit. Um, we also happen to be a kosher craft brewery, which, you know, for those that know uh, Oregon is is a, a minimal asset, but that is something that we have carved out is a spot also for folks who happen to need kosher beer to access it. Am I right? So that, that means you have to have a, a rabbi or somebody who is authorized to um, to, in a sense, give a blessing so that the ingredients are kosher? Well, kosher certification is just like any other certification process, whether it be organic um, or a B Corp certification. It's a series of sort of tracking of our ingredients. Uh, we don't actually have a rabbi come and, and bless, but we are under rabbinic supervision to make sure all the ingredients we use are sourced and are kosher. Hmm. How many times has your business had to pivot in terms of of product offerings or the, just the business model in the last four years? 
Um, pivot has been the word. <laughs> we definitely have had to do so many different things from closures to opening to delivery in our minivan with our kids in the back of the car during the pandemic. Um, we've had to pivot to adding uh, cocktails and non-alcoholic beer options to our menu as well. Those make up now about a third of our sales. Um, they are you know, lower profit margins for us that impacts our bottom line, but but we are, you know, offering them now. And then we also are spending just a ton more time and energy creating events. So we now have crafting classes and a book club and comedy nights, um, really anything that the community wants, we offer our space for those activities to drive folks into the tap room. Is it is it working, all those efforts? Well, we're still here. <laughs> so uh, yes and no. Um, it's working in that we are are not in the red anymore post-pandemic. This is our first year that we've really moved out of that. Hmm. Um, our family is not able to uh, live off of our income from the brewery. Uh, I do work another job like many small craft brewers do outside of the brewery. Um, and we are getting, you know, sales up slowly but surely. Um, it's about for us being in the neighborhood and building those relationships with neighborhood folks. I just want to remind folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking right now about the many challenges that Oregon's craft brewers are facing. Sonia Marie Lycom is the co-owner of Lycom Brewing. She's also the vice president of the Oregon Brewers Guild. Mike DeKalb is the owner of the Laurelwood Brewing Company. They recently closed their last retail location. Sonia Marie, I mean, we heard from Mike about the about these broad societal changes. As, as he was noting, a lot of them sort of driven by technology, and some of which predated the pandemic um, in terms of people's expectations about how they get what they get um, and and whether they want to be in public or not or just, you know, be at home. How much of what you're both experiencing, what what this whole and broadly what sort of the, what the food and drink industry, what, what they're experiencing, how much do you think this is a cyclical dip as opposed to a permanent change? That's an interesting question, Dave. I think some of it is cyclical. Um, a lot of folks are are wanting to be healthier and they see the um, decrease of consumption of alcohol beverages as part of that lifestyle shift. And that's something that we've certainly seen before. Um, I think some of it is unfortunately going to be permanent as we're losing these small craft, uh, you know, beverage producers it's hard to start them back up again. And the market is becoming very much the little guys and the big, big guys. There's no longer uh, feels like there's the space for a, a, a regional, a good regional brewery um, or even a local brewery with multiple locations to really um, survive and sustain themselves. Hmm. Um, Mike DeKalb, I, I, as, as Sonia Marie was talking about, um, some people wanting to drink less are thinking, you know, a little bit more critically about their level of consumption. I, I, I can't help but think about dry January, um, a phrase that's become a lot more common in, in recent years. What goes through, through your mind when you hear 
the words dry January? <laughs> it's uh it's something that you you still go out, you still push your beer, you still do all the sales. And uh, you in our business now that we're doing distribution, you get the distributor to or hope the distributor will order beer towards the end of the month to stock up for February. Do you see a dip now uh, directly tied to January? Um, now that we've pivoted to the distribution model, I'm not seeing any dip. No, um, it, when we, you know, we had tap rooms and, and restaurants for 20 years, we did see a dip in the uh, consumption in January. People still came out, but they just didn't consume as much alcohol um, at that time. Sonia Marie, what, what about you? What, how do you reckon with, whether it's dry January as just sort of one focused month or more broadly, um, you know, even at, at the state level, conversations from the Oregon Health Authority to try to get people to, as they say, to, to rethink the drink. How do you reckon with that messaging and, and the desire among a, a, a more, an increasingly vocal portion of the population who are talking about drinking less? You know, I think um, legal and moderate consumption of alcohol is absolutely um, reasonable and should be supported. You know, beer, wine, cider, spirits, these are all huge parts of the Oregon economic machine. Um, the third largest source of revenue for the state is, you know, these this sector. Um, it's interesting that you, you know, sort of mention this this balancing act. Um, what we're finding is that there is a need definitely for mental health and drug addiction recovery and treatment services, um, but there is not the um, the infrastructure in place for that, despite uh, a dramatic amount of funding going into that space. Mike DeCal, I want to go back to business models, because there are a lot of different aspects of the businesses that the two of you run and, and many others, 400 other um, businesses in Oregon, but that, that can be lumped together, but can also be separate. I mean, brewing and selling beer and distributing it, as you were talking about, that is different from running a restaurant or running your own brew pub. What do you think holds the most promise for brewers right now, the, the most likely path to sustainability and success? Boy, that's a, that's a tough question, Dave. Um, I think that it needs to be a combination of both, to be honest with you. I think that either, well, let me take that back. I think that you either need to be a smaller community-centered uh, location, similar to what Sonia Maria's got with Lycan Brewing, or you need to be a little bit bigger and have a distribution model so that people can consume your beer in other places besides the tap room. Um, I so, you know, we've been marketing our our building and our restaurant, and we've got a great brewery that's all set up and ready to go for a minimal, minimal investment if anybody's interested in coming in and taking it. But uh, people are wanting smaller spaces. You know, people are coming in and saying uh, it's just too big. You know, they want 2,000 square feet and a tap room and a little place they can brew beer. 
Sonia Marie, what do you think would be lost in Oregon if these closures were to continue? I mean, first off, just such a big piece of our culture here in Oregon is is centered around um, around craft beer. We also are huge supporters of the Oregon agricultural space. Um, we buy hops, we get malt. Um, we also, you know, have 50,000 plus jobs in the state that are generated by um, the craft beer industry. That's huge. Um, and we have seen a, a decline in being able to sustain those jobs because of this loss of sales. What's your pitch to people who have gotten out of the habit of going out or do it much less? Uh, and and I guess are right now, I assume, I hope, are happy with their choice. What's your message to them? And we have about 45 seconds left. Listen, make that extra stop if you're going to buy beer. Buy it directly from a brewery tap room or a bottle shop. Um, schedule a get-together with friends. Hold a PTA night at your local brewery. We offer non-alcoholic beverages, too. Um, we have community gathering spaces. We have philanthropy nights. Reach out to us. Talk to your local brewery. We're here for you. Sonia Marie Lycom and Mike Decal, thanks very much. Thank you, Dave. Have a good day. Thanks, Dave. You too. Mike DeKalb is founder and owner of Laurelwood Brewing Company. Sonia Marie Lycom is the vice president of the Oregon Brewers Guild and the co-founder of Lycom Brewing. Tomorrow on the show, you probably don't think very much about the Oregon state flag, the blue and yellow emblem with the state seal on one side and a beaver on the other. But if the flag were going to change, what would you like to see on a new one? You can leave us a voicemail right now at 503-293-1983. That's 503-293-1983. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. We'll be back tomorrow. Think Out Loud is supported by Steve and Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, Ray and Marilyn Johnson, and the Susan Hammer Fund of the Oregon Community Foundation. If you tune in to Think Out Loud because you love learning about what's happening in our region, you'll love listening to The Evergreen. This weekly podcast paints an audio portrait of the Pacific Northwest through the stories of the people who live here. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.